0: Wow, that is awesome. Happy Mother's Day. Listen, everybody, wherever you are across the campuses, uh, wherever you are live or online or 12 Stone Home, take the moment right now to give it up for your mom. Let's show some love. Yay, moms, we love you. We appreciate you. You're awesome. This is your day. You deserve more than today, but you get today. And I want to talk with you, moms. Now listen, this is for everybody, everybody's going to benefit, but, but I want to talk specifically to moms. The best version of you, moms, and the best version of your kids, get that from the little video, huh? is made possible because of the divine truth of 1 Corinthians chapter 6. I want you to look at this with me. Do you not know that your bodies are, now for a moment, I'm going to put a blank there, are blanks of the Holy Spirit, of the who, everybody? Holy Spirit, who is blank you, whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought at a price, therefore honor God with your bodies. Those fill in the blanks, are this supernaturally divine truth that revolutionizes your life and literally makes possible, moms, for you to be the best version of you, for your kids to become the best version of themselves. All made possible by filling in those biblical blanks, which we'll do in a moment. But first, let me set it up. Because Moms, you spend a lot of your life in the kitchen area. And whether you think about it or not, your life is consumed with filling containers. With filling what, everybody? Containers. Now, maybe you don't think of it that way, and I'm not trying to reduce your life to that, but you know, you fill cupboards, and, and these you try to make look really nice and neat. But then you also have these things down here, and this is where, yeah, this is where the toughware usually is, and, and this is awesome. This, this is life. And you're, moms, you spend your life filling containers. You don't think about it maybe that way, but the truth is you fill it with, with baking powder and with sugar and with flour, whatever, and, and then with food and leftover foods. And I don't know, guys, is it just me? But there's never a top to the top where you're looking for. I'm like, I, I can't find it. And what annoys me to no end is Marsha says it's right there. I said, No, it's not. I've looked. But she has mom eyes, and I have dad eyes, and dad eyes can't see. So I I rummage through the thing. I'm like, I I don't know. It's not here. And she walks over and she says, Yeah, it's right here. My God, that's so annoying. Listen, that happens in our, sidebar, that happens so often in the closet. I'm like, what'd you do with my shirt? It's hanging up. I said, I've looked. No, you didn't look. I said, I looked. I mean, I just, one by one by one by one, it's not there. She walks in, she walks out with a poof. It's like magic. I'm like, where did that come from? It was right there. It's annoying to her. It's annoying to me, but I got data. I like, can't see? Kids, they go to the fridge. We're out of milk. She says, no, we're not. Yes, we are. I can't find it. Mom walks in the fridge, takes it up, drops it down, there it is, mom eyes. And you're filling containers. I don't know if you think about it this way, but you fill containers all day. You fill cereal bowls with it, you're filling. Bottles, you're filling sippy cups, you're filling juice cups, you're filling water bottles, you're filling lunch boxes, you're filling Tupperware, you're filling backpacks. Is this making, does this sound like your life, mom? You are consumed with filling containers. How many times have you poured something into a cup? Can you count that? The number of times. Now listen, your life is consumed with filling Containers. And here's what I want you to see. You are a what? Container. I can't hear you right here, Sugarloaf. And wherever you are live at the campuses or you're on YouTube, you're listening online, you're at home. When I pause, fill in the blank, y'all fill in the blank. You ready? You are a what? Container. Think about this. Get this. You are a container created to be filled. To be what? Filled By the Holy Spirit. And so are your kids. This is where we're going today. The weight and the size and the scope and the depth and the breadth of that statement is why First Corinthians is so profound. So let's go back and let's look at First Corinthians. Now let's fill in the blanks together and see what God is teaching us. Do you not know that your bodies, you are what, everybody? Temples, containers of the Holy Spirit. Who is what? In you. Whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. The Holy Spirit is writing through the Apostle Paul. Now, the context for that specific. 1 Corinthians 6 teaching is about sexual purity, really saying, listen, don't treat your body as if your physical body is separate from your spiritual life and you live any way you want. You're a whole person. God put you together, body, mind, soul, the, the fullness of you, and then he indwells you. So you are created to be a temple of the Holy Spirit. So all that you do, your ethics, your morality, your lifestyle, your decisions, should be done with the awareness that you are the temple, the container of the Holy Spirit. He pours in you. Let's unpack it. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. You might remember as if you've been in this series that we gave this image to help us comprehend the vastness of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son Jesus and God the Holy Spirit. Now, we have sat inside the Nicene Creed, which describes the Trinity. The Nicene Creed was written in 325 AD. It was in a season of time when the church had a lot of distortions or beliefs being corrupted. People were writing their own beliefs, taking stuff from scripture, and then adding or subtracting. So the church had to gather together and, and author the essentials to take the whole of the Bible, and then reduce it down to cliff notes, if you will. What are the essentials, the foundations, the pillars of Christianity? And and listen, they are essential, which means we all believe this in unity. You're not a Christian without believing this. This is what is true about God. And so the Nicene Creed was was written as 271 words, and, and it tightly summarizes the essentials. Now, we've walked through God the Father and God the Son. But then it picks up in the next line. And so here's the next line. We believe in the Holy Spirit, in the uncreated and the perfect, who spoke through the law, prophets and gospels, who came down upon the Jordan, preached through the apostles and lived in, lived where? In the saints. Now, next week, we're going to pick up and we're going to talk about who is the Holy Spirit. And much like we did with Jesus, we'll kind of ask and answer the questions and package that. So that's next week. Today we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit in you while we talk with moms cuz this is so profound for the life of being a mom and of course for all of us. So moms maybe you're a follower of Jesus Christ. Maybe maybe you already buy in. And what God wants to do today is deepen, expand, give fullness what it means to be the container of the temple of the Holy Spirit. Receive it. This could have awakening. Maybe you've been casual or adrift in your faith. Maybe COVID has almost put an an oppressiveness. You feel like you're spiritually distant and disconnected. Holy Spirit wants to fill and awaken. Maybe you're spiritually unresolved. Maybe you're listening. You're like, I'm not even sure I buy this stuff may or may not be a mom, but you're like, okay, I got sucked into this because it's Mother's Day. (laughs) You don't know why it's such a big deal that our Heavenly Father revealed himself to us and that he loves us and he sent Jesus and he died for us and he rose from the dead and he restores us and he is our judge, but he took our sentence. Maybe you don't understand the fullness of what it means to be the temple, the container of the Holy Spirit. and You wonder why are Christians so caught up in this? Today is going to be profound for you. So wherever you are on your journey, listen in. Because there is a truth to the way God revealed himself to us. And this is amazing. Check it out. God progressively revealed himself to us in the Old Testament. And so what they tended to know about God by the end of the Old Testament and that those few thousand years is God the Father, our creator, is almighty. And he is over us. That's why he is what? over us like he is above us he is over us he's our creator and he is almighty and you come out of the old testament god's revealed that about himself but then you come to the new testament and he sends his son jesus and so now the new testament god jesus jesus is god and human flesh second person of trinity he is our savior and he comes with the name emmanuel which means god with us god what everybody with us. So now we know that God is over us, but as he reveals himself to us, now we know more about God. God is now over us. God is with us. He's what? With us. Oh my, this is profound. But then we think it's all over, and Jesus reveals the Holy Spirit. So now, in the rest of the New Testament, God, the Holy Spirit, third person of the Trinity, is our counselor. We have a comforter, we have a teacher, we have a counselor. We need wisdom. He gives it to us. We need power. He pours into us. We can pour into others. This is awakening. There's more to God than we ever imagined. Now we have the Holy Spirit who is our counselor, and it is God in us. God where? in? Do you see the progression? First you see God is over us. Then you see God is with us, and now God is where? In us. Every step of it is greater intimacy, greater relationship, greater nearness, richer. Oh my, I don't even, I can't say it in all this profundity, but can you see it over us with us now in us? Now we have the fullness of of the revelation of who God is. And it is a mind blowing awakening. God's not distant, God's not disconnected, God's not, you know, just up in heaven waiting for the end, he's intimately involved, he's not just over you, yes, he's almighty, he's not just alongside you or with you, yes, Jesus with us, Emmanuel, but he is in you, you are the container, so let's unpack, let's talk a little more, because there are, this this is life-changing in so many ways, I'm going to give you two or three of them. And while I do, we had four moms... uh, engage in a little video capture and help us today. And I'm going to bring two or you know, three, four of their stories alongside that I think will just help it meaningful, stay meaningful for moms. So so that, that'll that be helpful to us today. We'll weave those in, but but let me give you some things you might want to just jot down. Moms and everyone, here we go. Why is this so profound? Why is it so life-changing? Well, let's just reinforce what we've said and now let it go deep in you. You are the container to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's it. You are the container to be filled with the Holy Spirit. This is who you are. Shift your awareness. Holy Spirit, awaken us. See, when you come to faith through Jesus, when you are restored to God, you believe and you receive, as you surrender to him, the Holy Spirit fills you. And he not only fills you as in by fact and dwells you, but he fills you again and again. It is a refreshing, a pouring in of the Holy Spirit. Here, here Here's what he's helping us understand. They go right back here. See you moms, this is so good. You moms are the container, the what? Container. And many times you feel empty. I mean, what mom hasn't? It's, hasn't COVID been exhausting? Hasn't so much of this, it just and being a mom, it, it can be emptying. Here's what he's saying. The Holy Spirit. He pours in you. He fills you. Get this image. You are the container. And he pours in you so that you can pour into your kids, pour into others, pour into your family. I'll put this on the screen. This might be what you need to absorb. You are not a loner on your own. Amen. Amen. You are not a loner on your own. When you feel alone, you're not. It's a lie. Satan's whispering stuff to you. You are never alone or on your own. This is the great news. God is not merely over you. He's not merely with you. The Holy Spirit is in you. You are the temple, the container of the Holy Spirit. He put whatever you're doing, whatever you're in, you can immediately have dialogue with the living God in you. You are the container. You are never alone. You're never on your own. Glory to God. How kind of God to be that intimate and that engaged. Moms, it's who you are it's what he's done for you. And you want to protect your kids from hard things. Of course. So let's listen in on one of the slices of conversation among the moms. Check it out.
1: We want to protect them so much from things that are hard. But then I think it's a distraction from the fact that those hard things are opportunities to plant the seeds consistently yep. of what God does in um that opportunity in that situation. If you have a a difficult friend at school, Mm -hmm. how can you pray for them? What might they be going through? How can you respond to it? If you have a teacher that you don't necessarily gel with, like Mm -hmm. all of those things, I think we want to protect them so much. But if he had been protected from every single single thing, or if your mom had been so focused on protecting him, she wouldn't have focused on planting truth. Right. In him.
2: You're one of the people that I call back to sometimes when I'm trying to <laughs> trying to parent. But like I remember we were talking about buses and like, are you gonna put your kid on the bus? Are you not? Mm-hmm. And I was like, guess what so and so's kid learned on the bus. <laughs> and you and you I didn't even know you that well. And you you were like, Yeah, but they're gonna hear that stuff eventually somewhere. It may yeah. not be the bus, it might be the bus, it might mm-hmm. be a little sooner than you want. But it's a good opportunity to teach them through and pray through a moment and a situation. And I do think about that a lot because um, I hate pulling out the Enneagram, but I'm a nine (laughs) and I just want like butterflies and rainbows all the time. Mm -hmm. And so it's so easy for me to like take away all the hard or try to for my kids and my family and my house and, It definitely doesn't work, but I try. But you said it
3: yourself. Yeah. You
1: said the way that you grew in your relationship with God was because of the hard. Mm -hmm.
2: I know, I didn't want it. I know. (laughs) I wanted it to go away, but I had to, (laughs) you know. We all go through
0: those. Oh, we all want butterflies and rainbows, but there is hard in life. And as moms, you help your kids navigate that. Let me just take it another layer. Moms, part of what you do, one of the kindest things my mom ever did for me, is teach me how to concentrate on my strengths and compensate for my weaknesses. Just practically, it was one of the kindest things she did, because there are things that are hard and harsh on your kid. This world is harsh. When your kids discover their weaknesses, it's rough in a world. The world pushes against your weaknesses, and you try and, you try and help your kids. When I was in, uh, growing up, I, I loved sports. I thought sports was the end all of life. I played all through elementary years. I was on a baseball team and a basketball team. Yes, believe it or not, then everybody was somewhat short. And, and I was on a, a football team, and I didn't track stuff. And, and, I, and, I, and I had the fastest legs and probably the fastest mouth. And so it was awesome back then. And, and so I, that was not necessary. <laughs> that Timing, that was not helpful at all. Um, I set the record for the 50-yard dash in fifth grade and sixth grade. I couldn't wait to get to middle school. I was going to be awesome. And then asthma hit. And it became a weakness, and it shut me down. I couldn't do sports. And in the discouragement of it all, she didn't use these exact words, but it was the implication. Son. Set aside your fast legs and let's use your fast mouth. <laughs> Get into drama. And I did. I got into class in drama and I got into drama in middle school and ended up doing plays and I'm doing the lead for the, the big school play thing. And that was awesome. I got into high school and I got into debate for two to three years in debate competition. And I got into forensics speaking, which is speech competition in the county and in the state. Hang on, pay attention. My mom was teaching me how to concentrate on my strengths, compensate for my weaknesses, but keep listening. But she had no idea what my future was. Hang on. But the Holy Spirit who was in her did. See, the Holy Spirit, he knew that sports was just a hobby, but speaking would be a calling. And he was forming it. I'm telling you something, moms, cooperate with the Holy Spirit. He is forming things you cannot see, and you are the first container of the Holy Spirit, and it's transformative. See, this is what Jesus was doing in giving us the gift. If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate, the comforter, the helper, the friend, the counselor to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you. Look at this. First, he says he lives with you because he is with you in this moment. But then Jesus is going to die on the cross, rise from the dead, and make it possible for us to become clean vessels, forgiven and restored, and made holy. And because of that, Jesus transitions, and he will be where? In you. Now he will be in you. Holy Spirit in you. Now, does this mean you're perfect? No. Moms, you're imperfect, but the Holy Spirit in you is perfect, but you're going to have whoops moments. It's why I appreciated this moment in the video. Check it out.
2: Oh, this one time, uh, it wasn't that long ago. It was before homeschooling, um, but I don't, I don't know if I've had one this big, but I was so <laughs> mad. I don't remember what it was, but I was worked up. And I had just adopted the whole, like, mom needs time out too. Like, because they understood that. They're like, wait, what? You're in trouble? Oh, okay. We'll, yeah. we'll let you be. That was like the only thing that would like give me time or whatever. So I was super mad. And I had just like yelled, who even knows what? I'm just like, mom. And I was like, I need a minute. And I'm yelling at them, and I'm like, you know what? For the next 15 minutes, I am not your mom. I'm going to close this door, and I'm going to go inside. And I'm thinking in my adult brain, like, that makes a lot of sense. Just leave me alone for 15 minutes, I'll be back. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, they start to cry, but like I'm like, whatever, that's normal. And I close my door, and they're just like, Mom! You know, and I'm just like, leave me alone. I'm still too mad to open right. the door. And so I let a lot of time go by, and oh my gosh, when I opened that door, and I could hear them. I mean, it, I knew they were crying and banging on the door and screaming my name, but I was like, it's fine. It's because I'm mad, and I yelled at them. I opened that door, and I mean, the three oldest, not the little one, but they were just like, are you not our mom anymore? And I was like, oh, gosh. oh my gosh, that sounded <laughs> so it. much better <laughs> in my head. Like, yes. It made sense to me. I'm going to come yeah. back, you know, but that was one of those things where you're like,
1: oh,
0: whoops. <laughs> All right. This is not just for moms. How many parents have ever had a whoops moment? Like if you could go back, it, whoops, didn't really mean to have it play out like that. Didn't mean to say that. Which, listen, you're not going to be perfect, but the Holy Spirit in you is. And he is the one you can rely on. He pours into you so that you can pour into your family, into your kids in particular. See, the best version of you is the Holy Spirit in you. The best version of your kids is with the Holy Spirit in them. My mom never parented perfectly. Nobody does. But she knew the Holy Spirit was in her. She used to sing a song that I grew up with. And I ended up embracing that song. I've sung it a thousand times. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Melt me, mold me, fill me, use me. Melt me, meaning break me down. Undo the hard-heartedness, the selfishness, the ignorance. Undo my insecurities and my fears and my worry and my anxiety. Break that down melt me then mold me like fabricate me mold me into the image of Jesus make me more like him make me the container I was created to be then fill me Holy Spirit freshly even in this day or in this moment fill me use me let me be a vessel for you so that for the sake of your kingdom for the sake of my kids for the sake of our family for the sake of people far from Christ as a church together fill us use us pour out on us Holy Spirit Thousands of times I have sung that. It was written in 1890 by Daniel Iverson. Actually, he was born in 1890. He wrote it in the early 1900s when he became a pastor and he was sitting in a teaching about the Holy Spirit. And they went off on his own and he sat at the piano and he prayed this into a song. I know we're not done with the teaching, but can we have a moment before the Lord? If you're 12 still in home, if you're online alone, if you're at one of the campuses live, you're right here. Would you just? attend to the Holy Spirit. Even if you're spiritually unresolved, you're not sure you buy this. I'm not going to sing that song. You're welcome. But Ansley's going to sing it. And we're going to have an attentiveness. Oh God, this is our prayer. Your invitation. Would you fall fresh on us? Ansley, would you just offer that as a prayer? Mom's, what would change in your life if that song, that prayer became normative for you all throughout the day? You start the day in the morning, fall fresh on me. Throughout the day, you have whoops moments, you have insecurities, you have things that are harder than you, bigger than you. You see, the first thing the Holy Spirit wants you to know is that you are the container of the Holy Spirit. It's so profound. There's a second reason that's life-changing. It's because then prayer becomes practically powerful. Look at it with me. Prayer becomes practically powerful. It is practical and powerful. See, when you become a mom, you become aware of your powerlessness. Don't you? Let's just be just a moment of honesty. Moms, are you not more and more aware of what you cannot control when you become a mom? Because you have all this that you want to accomplish and to make happen for your kids. You can't control COVID. You can't control health. You can't control the economy or finances, not really. I mean, you can do your part and discipline and wise, and you should, and we have, and yet so much is over your head, out of your hands and beyond your control. You want things for your kids. Can you guarantee it? Can you ensure it? Well, you're, can you make your kids make the choices you wish they would make? You can't hardly get them to pick up their stuff in the room. I mean, you can't, you can't hardly get out of them what you want. In fact, what we all want is for them usually to be better than us, don't we? We want more for them. but you, you're powerless. And, And the more, the more aware you are of your powerlessness, the more powerful prayer becomes. Because that is the invitation of the Holy Spirit to cooperate with him and have him move. Listen, the moms talked for a minute about prayer. And I just I just wanted to help you enter in. Listen
3: you look back in your mother, like in your years when they were little, and you begin to pray for them. Mm-hmm. Um, like right now, I'm praying over my kids. And I'm like, I'm believing for things for their lives, their future, their marriage, you mm-hmm. know, and all yeah. these things. But now you get to see that mm-hmm. now that he's 20. And you get to see that fulfillment, that prayer that you prayed a long time ago being fulfilled. It's just so amazing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just, I, I just know that God has great plans for them. And like you were saying that it is like that thing where we are like, we want them to be this way, or we want them to know God or trust God in this mm-hmm. season. But they have their own process with God, too. Mm-hmm. And we kind of have to take a step back. But it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. hard because even when my, my son's like, tomorrow we're going to church. I don't want to go. Sometimes he says that. And, and after the pandemic, he got a little bit used to, you know, being at home. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, buddy, we got to go to church. I want you, you know, to be mm-hmm. in the in, in children's ministry. And he's like, okay. But then he comes and he enjoys it. But it's like they're they're gonna have those moments, but I'm like, no, you're going to church, you're going to get up in the morning and you're going to yeah. get there, but at the same, time, it's like God, I just you know I want them to be super in love with you, where it's mm-hmm. not like I'm not forcing God on them, but mm-hmm. it comes naturally,
0: yeah and you do want your kids to be in love with Jesus, if you know him you. If- you're not a person of faith. You're spiritual and resolve. You're wrestling with this. And even sometimes at that, you're so aware of powerlessness. You, I wonder if this is true. Could God be that real? And if you know the Lord and you're in relationship with him and you're a container of the Holy Spirit, you know where you're powerless. God, you have to do the things I cannot. Let me say something to you. Prayer is not powerful. God is powerful. And God invites us to pray. And by his invitation, when you pray, it releases the hand of God to move in ways he otherwise would not move. That's what he's made available to us in prayer. So prayer is powerful because God is powerful. And the Holy Spirit prompts you and moves in you to pray. Moms, listen, I, a week ago, I came out of COVID I, by 14 days. And some people have it mild. Marsha had it mild back in, I don't know, in, the, in the fall. It was rough. It, you know, frankly, it was brutal. I just ooh, went dark zombie. It was, it was rough season. And at the end of that, uh, when I was, I I started reading a a biography of Hudson Taylor. And what captivated me is early on in the story, it talks, it's his mom talking. Her son, by the age of 16, had decided that this Christianity stuff she was teaching him was lame. Even though dad was reading scripture and praying and as a family, Hudson's like lame, but he still sort of believed. He's working at a bank part-time. This was in the middle 1800s. He's working at a bank part-time, and his friends mocked him. He said, your faith is lame. This is dumb. That's for kids. And he concluded that's true. So his mom watched his drift spiritually, and he'd never yet said yes to Jesus on his own. She was on a trip two or three weeks away. It's in the late 1800s. Time travel worked different. But she was at her sister's, and she sensed in the middle of this particular afternoon a Holy Spirit prompt to pray for Hudson to pray for his soul, to pray for his future, to cover him and say, oh, God, draw him. Holy Spirit, only you can draw him. Only you can convict him. Only you can make him see you. And and she found herself literally in hours of prayer that afternoon. Then she got a peace over her soul, sealed it, Meanwhile, Hudson writes in his journal years later that at 16, on this particular day, same day, same afternoon, he ended up bored in the barn, and he picked up a book, and he read it, and it ended up being a story of someone coming to faith, and the Holy Spirit awakened him, and he said, this is true. It was like pouring out of the Holy Spirit. He said yes to Jesus. He came to peace with God. He couldn't wait to tell his mom, but he had to wait two weeks till she got home. She comes in the door. He rushes to him. With his "Mom." He embraces her. He says, Mom, I've got the greatest news. She says, I already know. He said, how could you know? Nobody knows. I mean, you could have no way of knowing. She said, it happened right here. You came to peace with God. You are now a follower of Christ. How would you know? He said, the same Holy Spirit who is in me moved on you. See, you're powerless, but the Holy Spirit is all the power. And he's prompting you. You don't know the future. Oh, by the way, why would we talk about Hudson Taylor? He became the most influential missionary to China in China's history. He created a mission, China Inland Mission. He went at the age of 21. By 72, when he passed away, they had 825 missionaries from around the world, impacting tens of thousands. And all of that goes back to a moment when mom prayed. You feel powerless, but the Holy Spirit is powerful. And prayer becomes profoundly, practically powerful. When he prompts you to pray for your kids, your teens, your adult kids, your grandkids do not take it lightly. Amen. It's practically powerful because the Holy Spirit's in you. Let me give you a third application. You already hear it, but let's reinforce it. You are parenting Holy Spirit temples. Oh my goodness. You got to change the way you see. If this hasn't already settled, let me just say, moms, you got to change the way you see your kids. (laughs) You got to see them as God sees them. They are created to be Holy Spirit temples. God indwelling them. That's the design. Got to change the way you see. Uh, this past week, Jaden and I, my senior high school um, young man, last one will be empty, numpters, empty nesters, glory to God. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long time. And we we're talking about our summer plans, and I'll just own it. This July, I turn the big six zero. Like I mean, that is tipping the over the hill scary. Uh, all the old people, yay! Join us, join us. <laughs> and I was telling Jaden that I, he can't comprehend how old it feels. I don't feel old, but I know it is because I know what I used to think of them, sixties. And and I said, but let me tell you what happened in the church. As I turned 30, I was hosting like I a, a potluck. You know what those are like, y'all. And and we're like three three and a half years into the Twelve Stone Church, and 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 I was hosting a potluck for everyone, and most everyone came, like all 50. And we were in this rented jazzercise, and and I was so focused. Listen, I was, I was telling the story. I was so focused on what I had to do, and so I wasn't paying attention to what was going on around me. About halfway through the potluck, they brought out a, a cake and happy birthday, and it was a surprise party. And I'm like, I was so surprised. And then they gave me a cane and made me walk with it, and they sat me in a wheelchair and I'd spend the evening on the stage in a wheelchair while we did some silly stuff. And, and they brought the mic and they said, didn't you figure this out? I said, no. How could I figure it out? They said, look around. And I looked around. And they said, you still haven't figured it out? I said, no. Look at what people are wearing. Listen, everybody, everybody, every adult, every teen, every child had black on. Everybody was in all black. And I never noticed. I was like, my eyes open. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah, because you're over the hill. It's like, I couldn't listen. I had no ability to see because I was consumed with my own agenda and busy. Hang on, hang on, moms. You get so consumed with the agendas you have and busy that you can't see that child is designed to be the temple of the Holy Spirit. Enlarge the vision. This world is telling you that the role of moms is diminished. Heaven is telling you. You have one of the highest callings in all of heaven and all of earth. You are a mom raising temples of the Holy Spirit. Enlarge how you see your calling. Amen, church? Amen. It's a really big deal. And getting old, for you young people, it's awesome. It might be the best season of life because I get grandchildren. And our daughter, Julissa, gave birth to her second and our fourth. <clears throat> Little Maverick, Cliff, Weigel. Oh, my gracious, is he adorable. Life is so good. I know why they say I would have had grand- grandchildren first. I don't know how to do it, but, but it's <laughs> awesome. And God gives you precious moments, Mom. Listen, Alana, one of the ladies, talks about hoping that what she pours into her son takes She's a single mom, her son, Ethan. She says, I didn't know if it was taken after all these years. And then around 19, as he's kind of going off on his own, getting a place to live, a job. And he says to his mom, I just want well, you to know I've been praying about this. And she's like, I didn't see anything, it was awesome. You're praying. <laughs> and then she tells a really sweet story. Listen.
1: My favorite moment probably is not that funny, but it was... Back in August of 2020, I told you guys that Mike and I recently got married. And uh, it was a great family moment for us because I mm-hmm. have been a single mom for so mm-hmm. long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, How uh, long were you were single you a single mom. parent? So we we got married last year. So, so but was it from Ethan's like
2: birth or no? Okay. Yeah, from
1: Ethan's birth up until okay. wow. Mike and I got together. Wow, okay, so um, And then pretty Mike much was in his life his and mom. you know, wow. spending time with him, but then yeah. we wow. eventually got married, and so it was definitely a long time. So that was a great family moment because everything was really crazy. It was already COVID season. Mm-hmm. So we had a re- really small wedding at the house. Um, my dad was the officiant mm-hmm. and uh, my granddad couldn't be there. Like just so many things that I wanted to happen just, yeah. you know, didn't happen. But that was okay because um, it was time for me to go out. It was just started raining. Um, and Ethan, I went to my neighbor's house to get ready, and I was just going to walk over to my house. And so everybody's in place, and I just totally forgot that I had mentioned to Ethan that I wanted him to walk me down the aisle. Aww. And um, and he, of course, being a typical teenager, I don't know if I'm going to be there. And, you know, I might have to. Uh, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I might have to work that day. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, Seriously, boy. I know. So I'm like, okay, hopefully you'll be there. Well, if you are there, you know, with him, I have to like not put a whole lot of pressure on stuff for him to like jump yeah. on board. So I'm like, well, if you happen to be there, it'd be nice if you can walk me down the sidewalk. please. And so, you know, I had just got my dress on, makeup good. Put, put, I'm in the bathroom putting my veil on and the door opens and he's standing there with his black, Aww. all black Aww, on. And I was goodness. just like, <laughs> I just started crying. And he's like, Ma, stop. I showed up. Yeah, Wait I'm now. here I'm walking down the aisle, and I'm like, Thank you. You know, so oh, that was that. that was a really nice that's family awesome. moment um, nice. for us to, you know, become one. And yeah. it was nice. That's, was really that's cool. awesome. That's
0: cool. Yeah. Isn't that a great story? Thank you, Alana, for sharing that story with us. Listen. God has beautiful moments designed moms for you and your kids. And there are whoops moments and powerless moments. There are moments when you feel insecure and incapable. And all along, what God is trying to tell you is you were created to be the container, the temple of the Holy Spirit. Let him fill you. Let him pour into you. While you pour into your kids, pour into your family, pour into the kingdom, pour into the lives of others. So, Mom, could we offer that song as a prayer one more time? Just wherever you are, could you have a moment before God? And it's not just a prayer to be asked. Oh, Holy Spirit, would you fall fresh on us? So, Angela's going to sing it again. Can I just add one more thing? Um, when I was in COVID, which I went dark. I mean, it, it was rough. And I just went zombie, dark, spiritually dark. About 10, 11 days when I was coming out, equal to the darkness, the Holy Spirit graciously in the time of prayer poured out. And maybe someday I'll describe it for you. And it overwhelmed me. It reset my soul. Sometimes, all you really need is to know that the Holy Spirit is in you. So, Holy Spirit, would you grant that to us? So, Ansley, would you sing?